Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to The Triumphant Show with Sharita Lovelace. I am your host, your marketer, your everything for the show, Sharita Lovelace, and I am super excited for another amazing show that the Lord is doing with us on tonight. I want to give a special shout out to those who will be catching us on the replay, those who, who will be listening from our other partner locations internationally. God bless you. God bless you and your family, and we believe that God will bring something into your homes on tonight as you have sacrificed your hour to come and be with us. So we are super excited about what God is doing on tonight. Listen, I want you to make sure that you share this broadcast right now. We are running live on social media platforms. Make sure you share this with family and friends. Send a text message. Let them know that the triumphant show is live on tonight. And we are excited about the power and the authority that God is bringing to this broadcast on tonight. You are going to catch fire. You hear me? Catch fire on tonight. I'm going to speak it to catch fire on tonight. Uh, we want to make sure that you know that we are founded um, on scripture. Yes, we are. Glory be to God. Second Corinthians 2 and 14. It says, but thanks be unto God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and manifests through us the sweet aroma of knowledge of him in every place. And I love, love, love that scripture because it talks about what God does 
how we're in him and he he is in us and what he leaves behind there's a residue there's a fragrance there's a sense of his presence that we leave behind when he's in us and we in him it's a reciprocated relationship i just love it so let that be your scripture on this week because no matter what it looks like no matter what you're facing i just believe that god is still going to show that he has the victory on this week you know it's a new month for many of us it's a new beginning and god has new blessings in store so we've just got to get ready get ready and get ready listen i want to make sure that you make sure that you are um following me on different social media outlets. If you're catching us on YouTube, make sure um, that you if you subscribe. If you're watching tonight, if you're catching the replay, subscribe to us on YouTube at S Lovelace TV. For those of you that are watching tonight, hello, 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 and thank you and tell a friend. You can always catch us on Twitter every now and then. We do broadcast the show replay on Twitter. Yes, we do, at Sharita Lovelace. So we have so many people that have been watching and been able to see and to be blessed. Um, but Hey, follow me on Twitter. And every now and then, uh, you know, I post something here on Instagram. You can follow me. Look, I made it easy. I just kept my name, Sharita Lovelace. So you can follow me on Instagram at Sharita Lovelace. And most importantly, if you want to be a guest or you know someone that has a triumphant story, you can just tell them to send me an email at sharitalovelace at gmail.com. And I tell you, I give back to my people. I am swift. I will give back to you and make sure we have a conversation so we can bring you onto the show and allow others to be blessed by your testimony. So look, I'm just excited about tonight. And I was telling my friend on tonight, my guest, awesome prophet, preacher, author, man of God, about how the Lord was reminding me of something. So I want to share that with you all before we get really deep into um, the interview on tonight. But let me tell you, and again, welcome those who are just joining the show. Welcome from the West Coast in California. Hello, Vera Lovelace. <laughs> Looks like my mother. Uh, welcome everybody to the show from that is watching from um, other locations. But look, I was watching um, or thinking about something the Lord was um, had dealt with me on at some point ago, and I was doing a fast and I finished the fast. And what was so amazing about the fast is I was noticing everybody was sharing prior to the fast that, you know, hey, this is what's happening. This is what's going on. The Lord gave me breakthrough. Um, you know, this is already happening. And this was like right before the fast had ended. So I'm hearing everybody's testimonies. I'm hearing their messages, their words. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, God, I'm still waiting for to hear you. That breakthrough, did I do anything wrong? Am I still on track? Is, is it all good? Because the fast that you have caught, uh, chosen for us for such a time as this is over. And I remember, remember hearing the scripture that we all know many of us grew up on was they that wait upon the Lord, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. And when I heard that scripture in the spirit in my ear, it immediately made me go to a place of conviction. And I thought about, you know what? I still have work to do in an assignment for the kingdom. So whenever we're waiting on God, we don't wait when the things come through because then we're carrying a spirit of obligation in terms of exalting the name of the Lord. The Lord said, no, I need you to know that you have an opportunity still to glorify me until I bring you your breakthrough from that fast. And so he kept just saying opportunity over obligation. And so many times we miss opportunity to bless the Lord because we're waiting for something to happen. We're waiting for him to do something like he owes us something. And so we miss out on those platforms. And so 
I want to bless somebody tonight. And I was sharing this with the prophet tonight, you know, what the Lord was sharing with me, because even in that way, you know, the word of the Lord says that um, bless, his blessings maketh rich and addeth no sorrow. So even in our waiting, we're getting rich. Even in our waiting, God is filling us up, molding and shaping our character, or maybe doing some things that we don't really see or know about, but it's because of our faith that he is really preparing us for what is to come. And so it was so amazing how the Lord was bringing this back. And I wanted to make sure that I shared this tonight with all of you that are listening and following on tonight, that even if you're waiting on something, go ahead and make make God be an opportunity for you uh, to share his word. Make make, make your, your work or your family or the platform you share be an opportunity. But but Prophet, before we get into your interview, you know, we shifting just for a second. I need you to share with the people how God spoke to you, even when I shared this word with you about this waiting season for us, because there's some people still waiting for a breakthrough. And I want his word to start off on, on tonight's broadcast. So um, go ahead and just fill them in with, with the rest of what we were talking about earlier. God bless you. Uh, once again, Apostle Sherry Loveless, thank you for having me on your broadcast on tonight. I'm grateful for that. Um, but we did talk about uh, waiting on God and what it means to wait. When you look at that scripture, um, those that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and uh, they should walk and not faint. And so I began to ask God, I said, God, why does it say run and, and, and not get weary and then walk and not faint? And then he began to speak to me. He says, while you're running, you're not focused on what's around you. But mm -hmm. whenever you start to uh, run, when you, whenever you start to walk, you stop running. What happens is you begin to be aware of what's around you. And so we all can attest to the fact that uh, even you on your own personal journey, how you, you can go running um, down the street or something and, and you're not seeing the stuff, but God begins to show you detail. And, and so even in that scripture, we see the word wait. Um, and I want to tell those that's here that you might be waiting on something. But what happens is in the waiting process, we begin to get stagnated. And I tell people, don't allow your weight, your W-A-I-T to become your W-E-I-G-H-T. And so what God is saying is don't wait for it to happen. I need you to step out because we have talked earlier, me and Apostle Sharita, we said that, um, you know, people always talk about the scripture uh, where it says, um, that um, those um, those that's in God, their steps are ordered by the Lord. Yeah. And so what happens is when you begin to understand who you are in God, you don't have to wait for opportunity. You can just arrive to a place and mm. God allow the opportunities to present itself. And I tell people all the time, we're, we're waiting for doors. God, I need direction. I need I need this to come through for me. I need that to come through for me. I'm waiting for direction. And you don't have to pray for direction. All you got to do is, is step out. The Bible declares that the steps of a good man have been ordered by the Lord. And so what happens is when you begin to step out, even if there's a place, my God, I feel a shifting right here. Even if there's a place that doesn't look like it's for your entrance, God said, even there, I can create a door. And one thing about God is he can create a door that don't even exist. This. You up there looking for the job, you apply for the job and they tell you, we don't have no more jobs available for here. But because they understand who you are in God, they say, you know what? We don't have a job for you here. We don't have no more uh, room for you, but we're going to create you a job. How about that? 
And I believe that God can allow of everything that's around us to shift to accommodate us. And that's when we deal with the waiting process. And I want to say this, and I'm going to relinquish the mic, uh, where we hear the word wait. You look at the word in the Greek, the word wait means to trust those that trust in the Lord. He Come on. Their strength. Okay. And God said, I don't want you to just wait and, and get stagnated. I want you to trust. Can you trust me enough to step out in faith, even if you don't have the money and your credit don't match your budget and your, and your money don't match your budget and what you're believing God for? And I'm and I'm done speaking right there. Well, ooh, listen, family. I already told you to catch fire on tonight because it was something that was stirred in me before this show started, and it just God was just. It's almost like He was putting uh, the wood in, in the fire so we can grow it on tonight because He just has a lot to say. And family, this is for us. This is for you. So listen, you just had a nugget and a touch of the prophet on the platform on tonight. And I want to get deeper to tell you a little bit about the man of God who you have just heard in our open introduction about what we've just been speaking of. If you're just joining in tonight, just press rewind when the show is over and listen to it. But let me tell you about the man of God and then we're going to go into just having a discussion. But listen. Prophet By Byron Walker is a singer. He's a preacher, prophet, teacher of the gospel. Listen, he began singing at the age of two. I'm not sure what I was doing at two, but I don't think I was singing. Glory be to God. This man of God has written books. Um, 12 years old, wrote a book encouraging our teens of our tomorrow's life by starting off today. Um, he's had bestseller books, um, exposing Satan and binding him up, regaining your spiritual authority. Let me tell you, these books are key in this season. We're going to talk Talk about this. Um, he's written over a thousand inspirational songs. He's had one EP. And so you can already tell that the word is in motion in his spirit. Glory be to God. Um, he's written songs. One is called Alphabets to Heaven. We're going to talk about what this is about. Um, some of these songs and these titles and how the Lord birthed through him. Uh, relationship with you. It's mine. Just laugh. We're going to talk about the collaborations that he's been doing lately. Um, this man of God, has a bachelor's degree in fine arts and media production. He has a master's degree in business management. Um, so he's launched Byron Walker Ministries. Um, and you know, the point of this ministry is to reach those seeking a relationship with Jesus Christ. Man of God is a prayer warrior, demon slayer. Come on, let me say that again. A prayer warrior, demon slayer. And I have to say that and he probably is like being shy about it, but I'm saying that because I want to speak in the atmosphere to men of God that know that they have the authority Authority to do things that they were called to do when they first began, when God first created them and to speak the truth. Don't go back. Don't withdraw. Don't shut down. Move forward in it. And so it's just an honor when you see the men of God taking their rightful position and being protectors and walking with authority. And that's exactly what uh, Prophet Byron is doing to, in this season. Demon Chaser, I mean, he travels and he equips the masses, which is so key, especially now in terms terms of equipping the body of believers, equipping the lost, equipping those um, that just need to understand more about who Jesus is. And we're talking about men, women, family, children, leaders, uh, ministers, pastors. Um, so holistically, he's doing great things for the kingdom of God. And so we're just honored to have him on tonight. Prophet Byron, I'm honored to have you tonight. I know, listen, y'all, I tried to get in touch with him months ago and I was finally able to get him on the platform. So I'm happy that you are here. So let me Thank just formally you. say welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much. Listen, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. In God's yeah. time, this was definitely the timing of the Lord. 
Oh my God. Yes, it was. So listen, let's start a little bit. Um, so you've done some amazing things. Um, you're, you're just, uh, you're, you're a general in the kingdom as, as far as I'm concerned, but how, how did this all start? You started, um, you know, singing at the age of two. Talk a little bit about your growth in the gifts that you um, began at such an early age. Talk about that a little bit so they can kind of see what was feeding you during that time. Was it family? Was it your surroundings? Uh, let's just touch on that a little bit. Um, a little bit about my upbringing. Uh, my grandparents, um, my, my mother's father was uh, a singing artist. He used to sing um, back in the day. And also uh, his siblings, they, they had groups together. Also my grandfather, uh, my great grandfather had a, um, a group as well. So they used to play the harmonica. Uh, my uncle played the guitar. Uh, my auntie, she played the Hammond B3 organ. And so they always would get together. And, you know, back in those days, technology wasn't as advanced as it is now. And so it wasn't no CDs. It was, you know, a record. It was LPs and, and, and cassette tapes and different things like that. And so um, just that was kind of the upbringing of when I started. I started at two. My mom used to sing when she was carrying me in her belly. And so uh, after I was born, I just began to start singing around the house. And, you know, anybody that's a young child, they're not going to sound as good as we want them to sound. But you know <laughs> that there's going to be a gift in them to sing once you start hearing them sing. And so I remember I was two years old. I used to sit on this um on this stool in the kitchen and I would always sing and my dad would always say, boy, shut up, be quiet. My mama said, no, let him sing. My son's gonna be a singer. You just need to let him sing. I used to sing um, and preach. My mom would be cooking in the kitchen. I'd be on a footstool and I'd be, the Lord said, the Lord said. <laughs> and she would be like, go ahead and preach to me. Go ahead and preach to me. And just from that experience, I knew that um, it was a call on my life to preach and also to sing. Um, wrote my first song when I was five years old. And wow. so from there, it was the experience of becoming a, a songwriter and not knowing that it was going to create one song. And, and now it's many, many songs um, years later. And so that was a little upbringing of what I went through and also just going, you know, just dealing with troubles of life and um, what was born with a hole in my heart. And so from there, yeah. uh, being in and out the hospital, it taught me um, that God's mm -hmm. grace was on upon my life and that God's um, anointing was on my life. You just being different and not being able to fit in with people, not understanding uh, why I don't fit in, not understanding why people reject me. But then I had to remember that uh, man's rejection was God's protection. And so even at a young age, the Lord was protecting me from something. And um, and just, just um, experiencing that really was able to uh, allow me to write more songs, allow me to write more books. Um, and I tell people one thing, you can never write something if you've never experienced it. Oh my God. You can never tell somebody that God is a deliverer if you have never been to a place oh in your God. life where you needed God to deliver you. And so it, it would have been in vain for me to write uh, all of these songs if I've never experienced it. And so um, that's just a little bit about um, my upbringing as a, a music artist and also a, as well as a preacher. And like I said, I wasn't always perfect. I've never yeah. always been yeah. perfect. Uh, you know, as long as we're in this flesh, we're going to have problems. But I will say that from my experiences, God began to uh, really, really reveal to me who he was. And um, now I understand that I was chosen by God. That, that is amazing. So when you were even as a teenager, did you did you at that time still feel different and kind of maybe left out or because and I say this because I remember even all the way to beginning college, I had somebody directly come to me and just say that 
there's something different about you. You're strange. That was the mm. word they use about being strange or different. Now, I knew something was going on with me spiritually. Mm. I didn't understand it and could not even articulate it. But I, and of course, this is after teenage years, but people don't really realize what they're saying because they don't have that knowledge or comprehension if they haven't been reared in a place of spirituality or understanding people or even being non-judgmental. Let me say that. But did you feel definitely different during those seasons as a teenager growing up? You see that these gifts are coming forth. You know, did you have a crew, you know, or did uh -huh. you? <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 I will say um, one thing when you're anointed by God, you will always feel that tug of the spirit. And um, as a teenager, I knew I was different. And because, you know, growing up being rejected, um, you always wanted to belong. And so uh, one thing about belonging is whoever's going to show you attention, that's where you draw to. And so I remember I used to try to fit in just because I just needed for them to approve everything that I was doing or I just needed to show them that I could uh, participate. And so I remember there was times I would go clubbing, um, even from the age of 17 years old, 18, you know, teen yeah. clubs and different things like that. And all alone, God was speaking to me. And I'm like, wait a minute, can I just club? Can I just have a good time and dance? And then I'm up here prophesying to people in the club. And I'm like, wait a minute, God, no, you can't. And, and, and not understanding that even there, God still was moving. And that's why I tell everybody that God's ways are not our ways. And we, we, we try to put God in this spectrum that he can only move in the four walls. And God says, no, I'm bigger than that. Mm -hmm. I, I'm greater than that. You know, and, and I want to say this, you know, when we say the term, uh, if I can, when we say the term um, because he's the greatest power, we will never be defeated. We hear songs about that. We hear people preach that. And so what happens is we, when we say because God is the greatest power, we will not be defeated. We put God in a category. Wow. And God says, I'm not in a category from least to greatest. He said, I am the greatest. Mm, mm, and mm. so God said, no, I don't want to be in your category. He said, my ways is not compared to your ways. My thinking don't even compare to yours. And so even growing up, you know, as a teenager, going through all of this stuff and, and you know, just going through all of these trials in school and, and to the point where I was like, you know what? I don't even want to go to school no more. I got, to that, I got to that point and I was just like, I'm done with school. And right. so I, I dropped out um, of high school um, not knowing that what God had for me was going to uh, manifest. And so I was at the given, a uh, given up moment. But then yeah. I remember that as God was on me, that he was like, okay, you can try to stray away now, but because my spirit is upon you, you still got to do what I called you to do. You're going to come back. <laughs> You're going to come back. Exactly. Right. And so that was my learning experience and just wow. being peer pressured and, and not having my father in the home. And so it was kind of like, um, just dealing with that, the, the, the hurt, the anger and understanding, sure. okay, I, I have my mom here, but I need somebody, I need a father figure in my life. And I tell people, whenever you deal with those issues, there's always going to be a familiar spirit that's going to try to come to try to mm. repl replace what it is that you're longing for. My God. And so that's a little bit about that.
that that that's that's a more than a little bit. That's a that's a blessed testimony about that. Listen, if you are just tuning into the Triumphant Show, we have the uh, privilege of having Prophet Byron Walker with us on tonight. We're just talking a little bit about um, his beginning stages of life, certain things he went through, certain things that many of us can attest to in terms of the rejection, feeling different, not fitting into everything, and 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 just kind of wondering where do I go from here, and just the blessed words that he's sharing with us that. You know, when there's a call in your life, God's going to get you one way or another. And so I, yeah. I love that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And so, but in the midst of this, you've written these books. So you wrote a book first at five years old. And then there's one that you wrote. Um, and tell me if I'm saying the whole title right. The Encouraging Our Teens of Our Tomorrow's Life by Starting Off Today. What was that about? What was happening to you during that season that you wrote this book about teens at a young age, if I'm saying it correctly from... Mm -hmm. Encourage, yes, encouraging teens of our tomorrow's life by starting off today. Um, one experience was just, just trying to um, encourage them that you can you can live and you can actually be saved and have fun because you know I grew up in the church, right. um, and so me growing up in the church, I didn't always have the church in me, and so getting back to God tugging at my spirit and really still ministering to me during that process. Um, and I was able to write and God was like, no, I need you to write this. I'm like, well, Lord, I'm I'm not living holy like I should. But God allowed me to, mm. to minister in the process. And so I started writing that book. Um, I was 11, um, about to be 12. And so I was just trying to encourage the youth and and tell them that you can still live holy. You can still um, serve God and be cool. You can still, you know, go to the movies, have fun and, and still serve the Lord. Because he said, I come to give you life and life more abundantly. And so that was that experience with that book. Um, and sometimes now when I go back and look at it, I'm like, dang, I was really, really young. I was like, yeah, huh? that's what I'm like. Okay, you what you saying this and you were eleven going on twelve, where yeah. other young boys your age weren't even thinking that deep in revelation and thought and encouragement to their peers. I mean, <laughs> that speaks volumes. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah, I was really young. I was I was really young working on that. That's why I knew it was God that actually inspired that because it, me personally, I was like, I don't want to write a book. Right. And you did it anyway. And that's what mm -hmm. happened. And so you went out. Were you writing songs during this time? Because now, as, a, as, as I'm understanding, you're understanding that you have this gift. You have this calling. You begin mm -hmm. to write books. You begin to have songs and singing flowing through your blood. Uh, what Did you understand that the prophetic call was on your life at a young age? Or did that come later down the line? I understood when I was born, um, actually, after um, I was two years old, I began to understand um, how God's glory was upon me. Um, and so a lot of people don't remember back to two. I actually, um, and, and, and this is the honest God truth, I can remember back to when I was two years old. I, I, I can literally remember. Oh um, and that's when I knew that I was prophetic and that God's um, uh, glory was upon me because um, it was just a detail. And I remember when I was six years old, I would never forget. I was um, in my bedroom. It was late at night. I was, I was asleep. And then I woke up and my bedroom turned into a garden. And there was four angels. There was baby angels. There was um, in each four corners of my um, my bedroom wall. And the angels, I remember, I'll never forget. They were small. Um, they had chunky cheeks and their hair was golden. And they had harps in their arm, hands and they began to fly. And then there was like seven doves around my bedpost. And I was I was not asleep. I was woke. 
And so that yeah. next morning, I said, Mom, I said, I um, I said, I had this in my, my bedroom turned to a garden. And I was telling my brother, he said, Oh, you just ate too much candy last night. He was like, uh, he was like, That ain't he was like, that was just a dream. That was a nightmare. And and I remember what I saw. And and I'm getting chills just talking about it now and just experiencing angels. Like I've I've came into contact and I can't say too much today because it's literally books for me to talk about it. But I've come okay. I come to contact with seven angels um okay. in my lifetime. And um I mean, talking just like me and you are talking. Um, I was talking to one guy, you know, we were talking about the Lord and different things like that. And then next thing I know, he disappears. My I God. turned my head and he's gone. I was in IHOP one day. Lady was singing at the top of her lungs. And I'm like, wait a minute. Why is this lady singing in the restaurant? You right. know, she's singing. And, and I was the only one that saw her. Wow. Then I'm trying to get my mom's attention. I said, mom, do you see this lady singing? She's talking about what lady talking about. So then when I turned back around, the lady disappeared. She was gone. My God. My God. And so I, that's when I, I remember that God's glory was upon me. And I, and I want to tell people this, if you, if you fail to think that there's a God, or if you, if you believe mm. that there's no Jesus, listen, you're wrong. Because mm. Mm. I remember the time we was on our way to church and my mom and my gospels is, is our witness. We was on our way to church and these birds, you know, how birds swarm in the sky. Yeah. And so all these birds were swarming in the sky. And if you look uh, really close at those birds, you sometimes they will begin to say stuff. They'll begin to form yeah. different things in the sky. And these birds, they formed a J. They formed an E. My mama said, they about to form an S. They formed an S, U, and another S. And then after they formed Jesus, they dispersed. And then my mama said, no, they're not done. They're saying something else. Then they came back together and formed a big fish in the sky. My God. And we was on our way to church. And that's when I knew that God was around us, that God's glory was really, really upon me. And, 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 and like I said, I've, I've strayed away, but God always brought me back. And he was right. like, no, you can't, you can't get away from this. And that's right. why I tell people, there's a difference when you sit in the office of a prophet. And then right. when you just have that, that, that title as a prophet, when you My sit God. in the office of a prophet, it was when you was born into it. Wow. And so that's a little bit about that. Yeah. The, 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 what's amazing right now is that I want to say recently I heard oh somebody audibly and I don't know if it was on YouTube or what saying to make sure we pay attention to the birds and the nature mm -hmm. and the singing because God is speaking. And so sometimes some of us like myself, we don't really I don't really talk about that or we don't because people think what you crazy or what you say, or you just dreamed about that or you just heard. But when you, when you really have a relationship with mm. God and you've been experienced the presence of God and even things that you can't fully explain, you're okay with that. But the mm. issue is other people receiving or believing it sometimes. And I know I have, I've had, I've been in disobedience many times in my life for not doing that because I didn't feel like dealing with trying to explain myself or say it's true true or whatever. But what you're talking about in terms of the birds, and I, I'm, I'm praying y'all that are listening tonight that you're hearing his testimony, this word, because it's a true word. This is God. It's things that happen and take place. Deep calleth unto deep. You, the more and more you absorb in the presence of God and you get deeper beyond the words on the page of the Bible, that revelation that he illuminates from it, God allows you to experience some things that you may think are strange. What's the scripture? He takes the foolish things to conform the wise. You know, yeah. there's things that, that the Lord does. And I got to say, I'm glad about it. 
whether anybody believes it or not, I am glad about it because I don't want to miss him passing me by. So, Prophet, when we're talk, when you're talking about these things, what could you say are some of the things as even being a prophet, giving the word? We're hearing people. Um, we know the last days talks about him. You know. Um, young men shall dream dreams and visions uh the scripture about uh they will prophesy and i'm tongue-tied right now but we're hearing people that are i'm gonna be nice on target and off target i'm just gonna say it like that mm. how do we how do we help people that are in traditional areas of hearing uh, of church traditional areas of church how do we impress upon them how to start receiving or believing the truth. Um, and I, I want to say this really comes from the Holy Spirit and prayer, et cetera. But anything else you can add or do you agree? You know, because there's so many people that still don't embrace it. And I'm just like, I don't understand how you can't, but I'm here and they're there, you know. Mm -hmm. But for, from you, you know, and, and all that God has you do, what, what would you say, you know, what would you share? I always tell people dealing with the prophetic, I always go to one scripture. The book of James says a double-minded man Ooh, is unstable in all of his ways. ways. And so when, when you look at that, not only is your natural life unstable, your spiritual life is unstable. Wow. And so <laughs> the first point in hearing God, the key number one is, is to make up your mind. Mm. And then Jesus comes in a synopsis of gospels. He says, let your yes be yes. <laughs> And let your no be no. Anything in between a yes answer or a no answer is of the evil one. Uh, when you say the word maybe, that's a word of confusion. He said, let your yes be yes and your no, no. And then and then, and then, then the scripture says this. He says, not only is the double man unstable in all of his ways, he said, but, but he, don't, he won't even believe what he says out of his mouth will come to pass. And so the first step is to make up your mind. We played a game in school mm -hmm. um, entitled, and I'm about to answer your question. No, we, 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 we played a game, a game in school. It's called telephone. Okay. You have 20 people in line. Right. One person says, uh, you whispering to the second person here, they say, um, I'm going to New York and I'm going to get a, a, a pizza when I get there. Then they whisper to the second person's ear. The second person hears something totally different. By the time it gets to the end of the last person, you tell them what the last person said. They said something about they going to the movies and going to get some popcorn and, and, a, and a Sprite. And so these messages got construed after the first voice. And so I think a lot of people now they don't embrace it because they don't know who they are in the spirit. My God, identity. When you when you understand who you are in God, you don't have to second guess God. Even in school, I can say this. You know, we had tests A, B, C, D, and or E, all of the above. I remember there was a time when I was in um in middle school where I would mark B as the answer for number one. Then I'll say, you know what? No, let me erase that. That's not the answer. And then I would go and change it. And then when I got the results back from the test, found out that B was the right answer. Look and so a lot of us, we said, well, something told me this, or, or something told me that. No, be specific. Who is speaking? Is it is it God or is, or is it you or is it a familiar spirit? And so I tell people, never disregard that gut feeling. And I think what happens is mm -hmm. with the traditional um, churches, quote yeah. unquote, they don't really want to tap in. Because if 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 I tap in, but the thing is, it's not that they don't have the spirit or that they don't know what God is saying. They don't want to obey. 
And Woo! so sometimes when, when, because I remember I was at a revival and I asked the pastor of the church, I said, I said, uh, man, the, the power of God was heaven today. I said, but there was a, there was like a, a, a breach in the spirit. There was something that was kind of off where God wanted to shift it. And he said, prophet, he said, I don't like to prophesy. He said, I don't like to, he said, I don't like to tap in like that. I said, why? He said, I don't want to need to doc. I don't want to get involved into all of that. I think because there's, there's a responsibility that comes with it. Come on. And mm. that's why they don't want to tap in because they go so far like, okay, we going right here and we about to yeah. shut it down after that, you yeah. know? And, and I believe that first making up your mind, yeah. understanding who you are in God and understanding that uh, because you're in God, you can hear. I tell people, you should not have to think about what God is saying. You should know what God is saying. Oh my God. I remember when I first started getting training because it was always there. Yeah. But then they had to uh, train me. The Bible says in right. the most good of counselors, there is safety. And uh, my, my former pastor, he would blindfold me. We'll mm. be in the middle of Bible study. He would tell me to close my eyes, turn around, turn around. He would say, I'm about to put somebody in behind you. I want you to prophesy to them. I'm like, God, I ain't, I don't know who this person is. I'm like, <laughs> I can't prophesy to them. And God said, yes, you can. And, wow. and I want to say this. Anything, uh, and I hope I'm staying on topic. <laughs> you good, you good. We have I, I want to say this, you know, uh, as a prophet, you know, we hear a prophet a word or we hear a prophet telling us this, but then God began to speak to me. He said, everything we speak is prophetic. My God. Whether it's good or whether it's bad, it's prophetic. My God. You shall decree a thing and it shall be established. And so a lot of times people wait for a prophecy instead of, creating the prophecy come on i'm gonna say that again for somebody we wait for the prophecy my god instead of creating the prophecy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when you begin to open up your mouth as a prophetic being because you got the spirit then it creates the atmosphere by the word that you speak Mm -hmm. and i tell people all the time a closed mouth don't get fed i'm done (laughs) no that is it decree a thing and it shall be established Listen, family, I know y'all are receiving some nuggets right now. I pray God is even stirring in you so you can catch fire on tonight. Because, Prophet, to me, this is key with this. I mean, here you are. You you, you start at such a young age singing and hearing God and experiences and angelic visitations and, and, and the music that we're going to get to uh, in just a few, few moments. And, you know, you've gone through school, you're educated. And we're in a season right now. And I used I told people last year what I was sensing was there was an unleashing of demonic spirits last year during the pandemic. There's a whole word behind that. I I won't go into that now, but I I feel like understanding what's happening in our natural realm is Mm -hmm. key. So understanding not only the words that we speak, understanding the prophetic voice, understanding all that is all connected as well Mm -hmm. to uh, spiritual warfare because we need to know how to discern certain things and and capture certain things. So, and, and because I know you wrote wrote two books, one is Exposing Satan and Binding Him Up. Oh my God. And then Regaining Your Spiritual Authority. So this all, these are all tools that we need in order to, I guess, to me, have clarity, function, more knowledge, more wisdom, as we maneuver this journey in life, and even for those of us just into our destiny. So talk a little bit, especially about those two books, 
maybe any connection with all that, you know, because so much has happened this whole year. And there's so many people that still don't understand war, the warfare that's going on and even the quiet warfare that's taking mm. place that we that's still good. need to be aware of. But talk to us a little bit about that. Exposing Satan and binding him up. I actually started writing that book when I was 16 years old. Wow. So another teenage book. Birth a down. teenage book. I started <laughs> writing that book in the process of what I was going through. Wow. Okay. Not knowing that God was speaking through me at that very moment. And so <clears throat> I was just really just trying to understand. We talk about the spiritual, the spiritual world and unseen forces. Yeah. I said, God, what is really going on behind the scenes? And yeah. at a young age, I began to do research. Just 16 years old doing research. I'm a teenage boy. I should have been on MySpace somewhere. I should have been on you know, that's why we had Black Planet right. on MySpace. We didn't have right. all the iPhones. Playing Pac-Man or something. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. And so I was, you know, just starting to research, reading my Bible and, and, and exposing the devil. And, and anybody that's in here, you know that the enemy doesn't want to be exposed. Right. That book right there was my hardest book to complete. It took me eight years to finish that book. Started yeah. when I was 16, got into a lot of trouble. So I stopped. And then I picked it back up for a year. Then I stopped for two years. My God. Going in and out, problems, trials, in and out the hospital. And that's the thing that that book was really what God wanted me to release. And so I didn't know that from that experience that I was going to go through what I wrote about. A prophet told me the church, he said, prophet, he said, Byron, he said, you can't, God said, this book can't come out yet until you go through everything that you wrote about. Mm -hmm. And I literally found myself in that predicament. I was in the hospital. They didn't know what was going on. They having panic attacks. I was on the train on Mars, living in Atlanta, Georgia. Panic attacks out of the blue, just like that. I had a vertigo. Um, they, they said I had inner ear infection, vertigo. And I would be just, you know, I could be somewhere in the mall and pass out, get dizzy. And, and I knew that it was not natural. I knew it was a demonic yeah. attack. And so from that experience, I, I mean, I got depressed. Uh, I wasn't eating. I was in and out the hospital. I'm um, still dealing with that hole in my heart, you know, still right. having to deal right. with that problem. And uh, and got down to 119 pounds because I wasn't eating. Oh. And so from there, I was like, okay, no, something got to give. And I remember one day I was in a revival and they prayed over me and that thing lifted off of me. Mm. Sister Perry um, uh, used to be named Pe- Pebbles, um, yeah. R&B singer. I went to a revival. Uh, it was in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, Bishop Paul Morton Church. I think it was okay. off the of finger. Yeah. Uh, she used to do this little gathering thing. And so um, I went there that night and she prayed over me. She said, whatever was on you is going to lift off of you tonight. Mm. And literally God shifted. I, 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 feel, I feel a shifting right there. God, God shifted. Glory be to God. God shifted mm. that thing off of me. And so I was able to go back and write it again. I said, mm. God, if you give me more strength, I'm going to finish the book. And then not only that, but God said, okay, the devil want to play. I'm going to allow you to do two. So I did expose yeah. Satan to binding him up. And then I did part two of that. And then after that, then God was like, okay, now it's not going to take you a long time to finish. So after the eight year process, then regaining your spiritual authority came about. And so that was from going through hell, going through all of this stuff. Now God said, now you can regain your spiritual yeah. authority. And so that book, Exposing Satan and Binding Him Up, is talking about just different things that we uh, overlook even in ministry. And I tell people the biggest enemy of the church is not the devil. The oh. biggest enemy of the church is ignorance. Woo! 
I'm like, and so a lot of us yeah. are ignorant of Satan's device. And there's a quote I have in that book. I said, the only way the devil can get the best of you is when there's no word inside of you to defeat him. And so I had to remember that the devil is not in authority over this. It was God. And so from that book, I just kind of just began to expose the enemy, talked about different cartoons that we uh, we watch and allow our kids to uh, watch and entertain, not understanding that there are origins of demons. Yes. Uh, looking at uh, the Smurfs, pop, uh, uh, Mama Smurf is a hair ranking spirit. Then you got the little blue, uh, 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 the baby Smurfs or the subordinate demons that lie under the control of her. Then you got mm -hmm. the minions. The minions in the Greek mean demons. Satan's yeah. minions. My and God. so just understanding that monster drink, you know, 666, monster unleash the beast in you, unleash the mark of the beast in you. And I began to just expose a lot of stuff, you know. Uh, and so that was kind of something that God revealed unto me. Uh, and then I was talking about, you know, dealing with 9-11. And I'm, and I'm gonna wrap it up from here. 9-11, um, how we talk about 9-11, uh, 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 the planes that crashed. But then when you look at right. that, uh, and, I, and I begin to mention this stuff in my book, you see where there was the fir first plane that crashed was a flight 11. Then the second plane that crashed uh, had 56 passengers in it. Five plus six is 11. Third plane that crashed had 47 passengers on it. 40 passengers, seven crew members. Four plus seven is 11. Then I began to calculate. I said, okay, wait a minute. This, this is crazy right here. Then I said, George W. Bush got 11 letters in his name. Barack Obama, 11 letters in his name. Afghanistan has 11 letters. New York City has 11 letters. It was 111 days after September 11 until the year was over with. And so I began to, I began to even go back to Moses. It was 11 times that Moses, uh, Moses told Pharaoh to let God's children go. Oh and so God. I began to look at this stuff and I said, God, this fight is bigger than what we think it is. We think it's September 11. No, this fight was, uh, this fight was beginning way before then. And so a lot of times we miss what the devil is doing because he's right in the midst of us and we allow him to go over our head because we're not discerning. And it's very vital mm. that we begin to have a spirit of discernment in this season and God begins to give us 2020 vision for correct Ooh. accuracy and clarity in eagle's eyes. Instead of us praying for money, no, Lord, give me the wisdom. God, instead of praying for fame and fortune, no, God, give me the wisdom, begin to see when the enemy shows up. And so that was what I talked about in the book. And I'm just exposing the enemy um, and then get into regaining your spiritual authority. That was the recovery book where God allowed me to recover. And then God said, no, I don't want you to talk about the devil no more. That oh, my God. Thing. He said, now I want you to talk about what I'm doing. And so I began to talk about what God was doing, and, and that's okay, Lord. He said, "Don't even." He said, "Don't even mention that stuff no more," because I, I tell people all the time when you begin to talk about the enemy, what happens is it creates more attacks. Oh. A lot of times we say, "Oh, that devil is busy today," and "Oh, oh, that devil attacking me." Oh, he he attacking me on every angle. You created more attacks. Jesus, said, if I be lifted up. Come I will draw all men to myself. And so regaining your spiritual authority, I talk about the, the model of prayer. Because even in this book, you know, going to these trials and stuff. Right. One of my mentors, Dr. Sydney Trim, um, when I graduated from a school of ministry, she began to encourage me. And she began to speak into me just God's word. And 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 that's one of the reasons why I pray the way that I pray is because of her. Um, and so God began to make me an intercessor. And I always tell people an intercessor's job is to intercept what the devil has done. And yes. so regaining your spiritual authority is a book about prayer. It's a book about understanding uh, who we are in the spirit realm, understanding that we have rights as children of God and that this world doesn't belong 
uh, God said, heaven is his throne, earth is, he's earth is my footstool. And then some says, the heavens of the heavens belong to God, but the earth have I given to my kids. Mm. And we try to look for God to come save us. And God said, I'm not leaving my throne in heaven oh when I gave you the Holy Ghost. And so mm. that's what the book talks about. All right, everyone, this is going to conclude our show. I'm just kidding. Y'all, if you are not catching fire right now, I need you to catch fire and replay what we just heard. Uh, because again, those of you that are listening and watching, don't go nowhere. We are not done. And, and we are receiving uh, sharpening, some of us reminders, and some of us just need to know that, that you have more than you think you have in you to get through what God has called you to get through. Some things that keep stepping out with me, Prophet, it is the orchestrated steps. So we hear it in the word. We even read it in the word. You even said this earlier in the show about the or how God orders our steps. And as I hear your testimony and your lifespan and the journey and the development of the book and how the book came together, it is demonstrative of an ordered step. And I need y'all to catch that on tonight because if you are trying to do something that is for the kingdom, let God order orchestrate the step because then it's going to come out authentic. It's going to be the truth. And the word of God says it is the truth that sets us free. And so we want to be in a place of freedom. When we're in a place of freedom, we can receive better. We can discern better. We can hear better. We may be even more susceptible to say, I want to know more because some of us need to be in that place. God, give me more. Give me more understanding. Give me more wisdom and knowledge. And I say this because he is literally speaking the example of how we should move about in kingdom. And it goes back to the thing I said early in the beginning of the show, how there opportunity above obligation. When God gives us an opportunity just to hear him, to follow his steps versus I'm obligated. I got to get a book out because everybody else getting a book out. I got to get a song out. I got to get me a platform. I got to get this because everybody else, this life is not about everybody else. This life is about what God wants us to do. And we each are individually assigned to speak something into somebody else's life once God has given it to us. And so what you're demonstrating, Prophet, is that the fact, yes, you started at such a young age being gifted by the Lord. Yes, there were challenges and trials uh, physically, you know, um, things that you've experienced at a young age, age, but God continued to keep his hand on your life. And because of that, you've been able to birth these things that are just amazing. And, and, and along with that, I, I want to talk about, because you, you got your bachelor's, you got your master's degree, you've been connected with some awesome, awesome people, um, your own ministry, et cetera. But the, the music industry has been really a great thing um, that's been happening in your life um, so far. I think, did you do, just do something recently with, with um, Ernest Pugh? Yes, ma'am. I, I saw something on social media. But so how did this this package of gift that you are, multiple package, multiple giftings within you, how did this come together and and the, the music began to take on a new level? Um, you know, how did that happen as you begin to progress in ministry through the years? Because you're still walking in your authority as a prophet. You're still preaching. You're teaching. Uh, and we're going to talk about how you all can get the books and everything before the show is over and connect with prophet so you can invite him to um, speak, teach, whatever, be, be equipped um, for your church members, um, leaders, etc. But talk about the music industry for minute how did this all now come into play at the level that you're at now i remember when i was writing years ago 
I was writing a song and um, I said, this song is not for me. This song is for somebody else. And I literally wrote a list of the songs that I did. And I said, this is going for Kiara Sheer. This is going for this person. This is going wow. for that person. And I put uh, Ernest Pugh's name on the list. I had Sherry Jones' name on the list. And that's why I said, you write the vision and make it plain because God will allow that vision. It might be years later. I wrote down their name on this list. I said, I'm going to work with them one day. Wow. Not knowing how it was going to happen. But God allowed us to connect um, years ago. I remember when I first met Dr. Pugh, um, I had to, you know, get in contact with his managers. And you know how, it, you know, years ago you had this big concert and all these entourage, these people around wanting autographs. And so I was like, I was like, well, Lord, I can't connect now. But then God says in my time and just like you just said, you said in God's perfect timing. And so God begins to just make the connection. We, be, uh, we begin to get, um, become really good friends. And um, just that, just that uh, connection where God, uh, not just for just for singing, but for ministry, uh, God allowed us to connect. Um, and um, just God just began to do some great things concerning that. And um, and so we we actually wrote another song together. Oh. And so that song is not out yet. You know, we've been, okay. we've been in the process of working on that. Uh, but then um, I said, you know what? I said, Pew, I got this other song. I said, I think this song will be good for you. And so God allowed me to um, release it to him. I said, I said, you think what you, I said, what you can do with this? He said, man, I love this song. I love this song. And it was actually the process of going back to my older music and revising it. Uh, I remember Kim McFarlane, she told me one thing. She said, Byron, she said, whenever you write a song, do not be afraid to include the word in it. She said, because when you include the word, that's good. That word is going to be a different weight of the song. Yes, come on. And so when I was writing Send Me, I was going to the script in Isaiah where here it is, uh, Prophet Isaiah is being um, introduced to uh, ministry. And, and, he's, and God says, who will go for me? And then Isaiah said, God send me, I will go. And so that's where that scripture comes about. And so um, I began to incorporate that in my song. And so when I sent Ernest the music, I was like, hey, what you going to do with this? And he took it. Is anybody that knows who he is, you know, he took it on a whole different level. Like, I'm like, dude, I'm like, he said, he said, can I change this phrase right here? Can I, can I change this word around and put something wow. out the man? Listen, I said, you can go ahead and do whatever you want to do. So, you know how he sings those high notes. He took it on the church and there's actually um, the extended version, which is longer than the actual radio version. So okay. that's going to be on the album. And so um, that was just that. And with Sherry Jones, a Moffitt, yeah. uh, if you all don't know who she is, uh, Ted and Sherry, um, Donna Lawrence, I mean, encourage yes. yourself, encourage yourself, every song. But um, with that, you know, I've been on her for years and just okay. a prophetic voice into her life and her and her husband, uh, lovely people. And um, just did not know actually that I had another song for her. She gets the other song. She's like, uh, no, I'm not feeling this one. <laughs> but it was that one specifically without you that she was like, this is the song. And I'm just going to be honest. I didn't have her in mind for without you. Oh, wow. Because in my mind, I was like, no, I'm a singer myself. And, right. and I had her in mind for this other song. And look, once again, God's ways are not always. But when she did without you, that song, as soon as it came out the first week, we had over 20,000 streams. My God. And it was just amazing how God made that connection uh, with those two songs. And even Alexis Spite.
from Sunday's best. She was on a, uh, the runner yeah. with Dr. Rogers. So we have music together as well. So God is amazing. I'm just grateful for what God is doing. I mean, he's amazing. And we're amazed just watching him work through you and your mm. obedience um, to his voice and your obedience to share even your process and these things that so many people don't understand or even know about you know there's so much wealth of information and there's so much depth into your life and your story and it's absolutely amazing and so i'm just grateful that god chose you to speak um you know your truth because you're you're you have a uh, authentic voice it's truth and it's not afraid it don't back down it is what it is and it is setting us free on tonight you know i want to um i have so much more to say but i know our time is winding up y'all family time is winding up so hold tight we're about to go in just a moment um but if you're just tuning into the show or you just missed got the tail end please go back and listen to the show uh we have prophet byron walker on with us um singer songwriter author preacher he's an equipper in the body of Christ above and beyond. And we're going to hear how to get in touch with him. Please support, pray for, and follow this man of God on social media. We'll get that information in just a minute, but I want you to be able to leave us with the word. We have about two or three minutes. You can take all of it. Or you can take a, a minute of it, however you want. Leave us with something that, that just kind of ties us in on today. You know, God has really used you in an amazing way. You've Again, you've gone through some challenges, uh, but he's shown how, you know, if you just trust, you can be an overcomer. Um, and just things that you spoke into us just really, I think, started the fire in all of us tonight, family. I hope you can agree. So send some some hearts and some likes and some messages as, as we're looking at the chat tonight. Um, of what you've gotten on tonight. Um, but I, I want you just to share something final with us. I mean, you just said so much that I love. I even love when you're talking about the cartoons. I mean, we just let, I know this is off subject, but y'all, the cartoons, not all the cartoons are for our children. Oh my gosh. And I used to watch the Smurfs like it was eating some Fruit Loops, you know, like it was nothing. So, so, but when you know better, you do better. And of course, I'm older now. But share with us a final word or a nugget that can tie us all in together. Y'all, I want y'all to be blessed on tonight. So um, I want to make sure that our final word on tonight is, is coming from um, Prophet Byron. And we're going to make sure also we get his information to uh, follow him and connect. Um, I want to say this as a final word. Whatever you're going through in life, just like me, my story, I've experienced challenges and setbacks. But one thing I wanna tell you all that's in here that no matter where you find yourself, you have to remember that God is still going to do something in your life and that God is still going to take you through the process. And one thing about God is he doesn't show you the process. He shows you sometimes the beginning and he shows you where you're going in the future, but in the middle of it, he don't show you the middle, but you got to trust God in the middle. And, and, and the thing about trusting God, it's a knowing. I don't trust God just because I can see him. I, I have to know who God is in my life. My God. And I want to tell you all that's on this um, broadcast now, that's listening to my voice, that whatever you find yourself in, whether it's something bad, whether it's a trial, a bill needs to be paid, you got kids that's acting crazy. When you can't see God working in your life, and many of you all now, you're like, I can't see God. I can't trace him. I don't know where God is in my life. I'm at a place now where I'm like, God, are you silent? Are you distant? And But I want to encourage somebody to tell you this. 
You got to know that when you can't see God working in your life or you can't trace God, you got to know that he's working behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And there's many of you all now, God says, trust the process because I'm working behind the scenes. And I want to say this. There was a story about these men that was expert swimmers. And so they go to this lake, they, they, they go to swim. And one of the guys, he swims and he's lunching out into the deep. And he catches a cramp in his leg. And he begins to drown. So while he's drowning, the other guys was on the side of the lake and they could swim as well. So the guy's drowning and he's saying, uh, I need somebody to save me. He's up here kicking and squirming and fighting and fighting and help, 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 help. And the other guy says, I'm not going to go and save him. He said, man, you crazy. You see this man about to drown. Why won't you go and save him? So the man is still fighting for his life. He's fighting and fighting. And then it seemed like his cries for help began to get slower and begin to get softer. And it seemed like he was down to his last count. And then the man goes in. He said, now I can save him. When he brings the man back up to the shore, he tells the people on the shore, they said, man, you crazy. You a fool for not saving this guy. He said, what you don't understand is I could not go out while he was fighting because he was trying to save his own self. And so I had to wait till he got weakened. I had to wait till he lost his strength, loses his strength. I had to wait till there was no more hope for him. Then I can go in and save him. Because if I would have jumped in immediately while he was fighting, we both would have died. And I hear God say to tell many of you all that's in this room now to tell you that as you let go of the process, God said, I will step in. And you're like, God, I give up. And God says, good. You said, God, I throw in the towel and God says, good. God, I'm just, I just, I just give up with life. God says, good. Now that you give up and fight and now let me go ahead and show up and show out and let me go ahead and be the God of your salvation. And there's somebody right here as I'm wrapping it up that's been going through and you've been trying to fight for your family. You've been trying to fight for your kids. You've been trying to fight for your spouse. God says, let go of the fight and let me show up. Oh my God. 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 Where's the organ in the church? Oh my God. Where's the I feel organ? it. Listen, I, 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 I feel a preaching in my spirit. I feel it for real. Oh, I feel the time. Woo, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh my Hallelujah. God. That That is for somebody. I mean, I feel it in my spirit, even in my little studio room. I just feel it that somebody needed to know that they just got to let go. Like when you were at your wits end, oh my God, just let it go. I love it when God just kind of waits to you weak and you like, I just forget it. Good. You're going to forget it. Good. Good. Let it go. Good. You tired. Good. Cause now I can step in and do the great work that I called to do in you and through you. And now I can really demonstrate my power and my authority. And now you're really a walking example of who oh King God. Jesus is. And now you can really express and declare what thus says the Lord with the strength of victory and triumph because you know what it feels like to go through. You're not just talking from reading a book, but you're talking and walking from example. And I'm excited tonight, prophet, that they're oh, I'm excited tonight that there's going to be somebody uh, in the name of Jesus that is going to snatch this word tonight and you take it and you run with it and knowing that God's going to do a transform
transformation in your life because your hands was raised up this week. The weekend you were like, forget it, God. The weekend you were like, I can't go on any longer. This weekend you were like, I need some fuel. I feel like I'm weak and I can't give nothing else out. But tonight, because you are obedient to come on this platform, God is saying, I'm about to fill you back up again. I'm about to rise up that which you thought was already gone. No, they didn't drain you. They was just didn't know how to handle you. But I'm going to now take my position in you and work a new thing in you. And I just believe if you snatch the word the prophet just gave us on tonight, that God is going to do a great thing. I mean, he's going to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ever ask or think according to that power that worketh within us. The prophet told us tonight, declare a thing and it shall be established. So I pray that you will walk in that word that he spoke, that you will begin to declare what thus says the Lord, that you will know that that word shall be established and that his promises are yes and amen. And that his word shall never return void in the name of Jesus. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Ooh! Ooh, part two, prophet. <sighs> part two. You got to come back next month. Prophet part two. Yes. Family. Oh, my God. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to bring it in. But but prophet, if you can let them know how to follow you and get in touch with you and family, please follow, get in touch and connect. Because when I say catch fire, um, when the man of God speaks and the things that he's done and the things that I've seen, I mean, it just takes about three to five minutes and, and you're already probably on the floor. So and I'm not saying that to both brag, but, um, you know, I say that because I recognize the spirit of God on his life. And so um, I'm excited to allow people to understand. Listen, you know, you don't want to receive from me or him or her receive from him. You know, we're, we're, we're always trying to help people receive um, where they can they, they are assigned to. Um, from the men and women that are promoting kingdom business. So, Prophet, tell us how we connect with you and follow you in social media. Okay, um, social media is uh, officially Byron Walker on Instagram, officially Byron Walker on Facebook. On Twitter, it's officially Byron. Uh, and my name is B-Y-R-O-N. It's spelled the way it sounds. Um, and so that is that. And also my website is uh, ByronWalkerMinistries.com. Um, I have my merchandise on there, my CDs, my clothing line, um, my T-shirt. My, my number one best-selling shirt is um, they'll shift to accommodate you. And so um, <laughs> I've been sharing that. And um, I've you know dealt with a lot of uh, artists has been you know posting them with the shirt on. And so you can go to check that out on my website, my books, my material. My music is out. Um, I have a CD, my oldest CD I released four years ago entitled I Made It. Uh, some of the songs that Apostle Sherry, uh, Sherita did name is on that album. And so I'm in a process now working on the new album, which will be featured with Ernest Pugh and uh, Sherry Jones. And those are available on iTunes. Um, now the radio versions, but the actual uh, album version will be longer um, extended. So y'all were in the process of that. Um, you get my children's book um, that's available now. Just released it uh, last week. My brand new children's book entitled A Different Me. Uh, ah. affirmations, positive affirmation for our, our young uh, adults, young kids. Um, and also my other children book called Where is God? Talking about angels and how they're around you. And so I'm grateful for this opportunity. And so that's all available on my website, ByronWalkerMinistries.com. 
All right, family, you got that ByronWalkerMinistries.com. And of course, you can always catch him on Facebook at Byron Walker and Instagram. Re rewind this if you need to. But when we get off the broadcast, I need you to go um, and sow in, into his ministry by getting a book or a product or a shirt um, and also follow him on social media. Again, if you are connected with a church, if you are a pastor, a leader, or you have the opportunity to share with your church, uh, family or leadership, um, please suggest um, him to come on. If they want proof, tell him to come and watch the triumphant show. <laughs> and, and here, and this was this wasn't even the fullness of of what he does and what he can do. This was like a little nugget. So we got blessed. We even went over time, which I mean, I, he knows I wow. love that. I told that before that we're we're over time, but um, we just bless you. I just pray that God's face keeps shining upon you. And um, I'm just excited for that. The best is yet to come in your life. And we're going to be following you on this journey and praying with you, um, you Byron, so as, as you continue going. So thank you for joining us tonight um, in the triumphant family, the chat ministry. I call you all the chat ministry um, and all the listeners and followers and all those who are even in other nations. We thank God for you. Make sure that you also go and support the man of God. Um, it will be worth it. Um, Thank you. It will be worth it. No question. So listen, everyone, we're going to wrap up the show for tonight. Uh, we are past beyond time, but it's okay. God has his way. We will bring him on. So now you all know you got to make sure you get the message out um, so that everyone can come to part two um, at some point when the Lord um, opens our second, our part two up, and we'll just we'll talk about we'll just talk about something that's important to the right now time and allow ministry to go forth for the man of God and and, and we'll just bounce back and, and go from there. Uh, so we're gonna wrap up on tonight. Make sure you join me here next week, same time um, live um, here um, on Facebook Live. Again, if you're on YouTube, you can catch me at S Lovelace TV. You can follow me on Twitter at Sharita Lovelace. And again, to be a guest or you know of someone who will be a great guest. Make Make sure you send them my email at sharitalovelace at gmail.com. Uh, make sure you catch me every Wednesday night at 11 p.m. for Late Night TV on DeKalb County Channel 25 um, as I host, co-host Late Night with Jerry Royce Live, um, as well as we continue to interview some phenomenal masterpieces just like we had on tonight on the Triumphant Show here in the nation. All right, everyone, that's it. That's all we have. Have a blessed night. We'll see you next week. Thanks again, Prophet. We'll see you soon. Thank you so much for having me. God, God bless, bless you. you.